Hello, friends in Christ. I am very happy to be with you, more or less, this Sunday morning, having spent yesterday with some of the wonderful women of Portola Valley Presbyterian Church uh, as I led their retreat. And it is my joy to be with you this morning and to offer my dear friend Jenny a tiny bit of Sabbath this Sunday morning. My name is Beth Neal, and I serve as co-pastor of Westminster Presbyterian Church in Portland, Oregon where I've been for about 10 years. Uh, I am a native Californian. I went to seminary at SFTS and my mother lives on the Monterey Peninsula. So you all between those two places are live in a land that is dear to me. So welcome. I understand that one of your core values is slowing down. We ask questions and experience the mystery of faith. I hope this sermon is an invitation to you to at least begin to slow down. Please join me in prayer. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. A few months ago, I started seeing references to something called the Knapp Ministry, and I was intrigued as someone who is a great believer in the healing powers of a good nap. But like many things that we might believe in, be they naps or the miraculous powers of God, I like thinking about it more than I like being a practitioner of it. As I read the passage from Isaiah that you just heard, the note of Israel's weariness struck me as sounding a bit like our status quo because everyone I know is tired, tired to the bone, wondering if they will ever feel refreshed and renewed and energetic again. The people of ancient Israel might understand our weariness. In this part of the book, the prophet addresses the people whose homeland has been erased. The wealthy elites have been taken to Babylon to live in exile. The poor and marginalized have been left in a land that has been ransacked and ravaged. And now they live by scraping out whatever existence they can. And everyone is exhausted. If you've ever lived in a place where you barely speak the language, you know how tiring it can be to try to understand and be understood. If you've ever been away from home, whatever you consider your home, not being in your usual place of comfort and livelihood can wear you down. If you've ever been through trauma, like the conquering of your small nation by a superpower, your body holds all the stress and anger and grief. Your responses slow down and the residual trauma takes a toll on your health so that you simply cannot function normally. If you've ever suffered with no relief in sight, you start to wonder if God has given up on you, if God even cares about you. Maybe you even wonder if God is punishing you for some unrecognized sin. All that played into the exhaustion of the people of Israel who lived during the Babylonian exile. They assumed that their exhaustion was a direct result of God's punishment of them 
for their faithlessness. I think we understand. I bet if you asked one another, or if you asked anyone you know, they could off, right off the bat name 10 things that they are tired of. I am tired of not seeing the congregation face to face. I am tired of people not taking the pandemic seriously, not wearing their masks because they think it infringes on their freedom. I'm tired of silence coming out of the school down the street. I'm tired of Zoom. I'm tired of random acts of destruction that we here in Portland have known. I'm tired of all the yelling about whatever that never leads to anything. I'm tired of preaching to a tiny little dot in the camera on my phone or iPad. I'm tired of making dinner every night. I'm tired of not seeing my mom or my brothers or my sister. I know there are parents who are exhausted by not only being the chief cooks and bottle washers, but teachers and activity directors and coaches and therapists. Some of them are tired of being with their kids 24 seven. They love their children, but they need a break. And I know there are those who are tired of being alone, cooped up in their home without the usual sociability of the coffee shop or the grocery store or the movie theater or church. I've had some very lonely periods in my life when I felt so isolated I thought I might die and the last person I wanted to spend any time with was me. And I know there are people who cannot bear one more experience of racist hate, be it something they see on the news or something that happens to them personally. 400 years of denigration because of the color of one's skin is exhausting. So, we are weary. Wondering if we will ever know refreshment and energy and wholeness again. At the same time, to express weariness, at least for me, feels like I'm complaining. I need to man up, as it were, put on my big girl shoes and deal with it. Not so fast, my friends. If there is meaning in this passage from Isaiah, it is an acceptance of our weariness. If Jesus' invitation to all who are weary and carrying heavy burdens is sincere, then we have to admit that he means us. Instead of fighting our exhaustion, what would it mean if we gave in to it? One commentator on Isaiah says this, it is a difficult but essential discipline to learn how rightly to assess our degree of weariness and exhaustion in the walk of faith. Sometimes these twins are directly responsible for our inability to hear God and for misunderstanding how God is actively at work. The final appeal of Isaiah 40 acknowledges that Israel is convicted by a sense that God has abandoned her and no longer understands her way. God addresses this charge not by insisting Israel is wrong, that God has not disregarded her rights, but by strengthening and encouraging Israel and by insisting that weakness and powerlessness are never roadblocks to God's grace. 
Did you catch that line? Weakness and powerlessness are never roadblocks to God's grace, while their opposites surely are. Or put another way, the author of Black Liturgies, Cole Arthur Riley writes, and maybe to be tired, to be emotional is to be weak. Who says weakness can't be beautiful? Go in dignity to lie down and feel. When we finally admit to ourselves that we cannot revive ourselves, we allow room for God to come in and do that very thing. And that's where the nap ministry shows up. While the nap ministry does encourage people to take naps, it does something more. The organization describes itself in this way. The nap ministry was founded in 2016 by Tricia Hersey and is an organization that examines the liberating power of naps. We engage with the power of performance art, site-specific installations, and community organizing to install sacred and safe spaces for the community to rest together. We facilitate immersive workshops and curate performance art that examines rest as a radical tool for community healing. We believe rest is a form of resistance and name sleep deprivation as a racial and social justice issue. On the seventh day, God rested. So must we, whether we are exhausted because we're doing too much or because life has been throwing too many cream pies in our faces. Because there are two facets to our exhaustion. The first is overwork, fueled by our sense that our value is directly related to our productivity. If we're exhausted, that must mean we're pretty important, right? The second facet is that our exhaustion comes from forces outside of us, a pandemic, cries for social justice, an economy that rewards the rich and punishes the poor, isolation. What if our value has nothing to do with productivity? What if our value has nothing to do with our weakness? What if our value in the eyes of God and in the eyes of each other is simply a matter of grace? What if to our weariness, God says, I will revive you? And what if to our isolation, God says, I will be with you? What if to our grief, God says, I will comfort you? And what if to our fear, God says, I will protect you? And what if we say that to each other? That's the call, I think, to remind each other that God provides for us what we cannot provide for ourselves and that God calls us to care for each other to the best of our imperfect ability. And so, friends, take comfort in your naps and do all that you can to rest. 
God will take care of the things that really need to be taken care of, including, and most importantly, us, to the glory of God. Amen. Say 